0: Welcome back, everyone, to Highlight It in All Sports Culture podcasts. Kurt, Sam, Sully, we're back. NFL fixer up. We're trying to cram all the series in. Uh, and we got, what do we got for today? NFC North, AFC North. If you guys are confused on how this series works, basically, uh, we pick a division, like I said, the two divisions I just mentioned, go through each team and some moves this offseason that they should make to be heading in the right direction. So with that, we'll start with the NFC North. We'll start with the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions 5 and 11 last year. Uh, had Matt Patricia as their head coach, who I think we've expressed our frustration towards Matt Patricia on this podcast many times. Um, new head coach, Dan Campbell, uh, went on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, was unreal there. So, oh, love the Pat McAfee show.
1: Unreal in a good or a bad way? Oh,
0: great way. He's just, was, he's just amazing. Was he
1: Motor City Dan that day, too?
0: Yes, he was. Oh, man. He basically was. Oh, yeah. He was like, he basically was just like, Pat should come play for the Lions. And Pat was no like, no
2: way he said that.
0: <laughs> well, he said it's just like random stuff. He was like, um, he made a joke that was like, I hire so many former players because if COVID affects next year, I need these coaches to be able to play for us. Just stuff like that. That's like hilarious. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but regardless, now that we're talking of him, uh, he's their new head coach. Uh, things are hopefully going to be heading in the right direction for the Lions. Uh, with this new head coach. And, you know, the Lions, they're one of those teams where, like, every year you kind of think they're, like, better or should be better than their record. Like, last year, you know, a lot of people, I didn't have them doing too well, but obviously some people did. And I could kind of see the case for them doing all right, at least be, like, a 500 team. But they constantly, every year, kind of fall under what their expectations are. um, And what's hopefully hopefully that changes for the uh, near future. So what do you guys think are some moves Seth Alliance have to make to be uh, going on that upward trajection?
2: Uh, I think that obviously, I mean, all their wide receivers are leaving. I'm pretty sure like almost every single one, um, at least like the notable guys, Marvin Jones, Galladay, Sanu, Danny Amendola are probably going to be leaving. Um, so I think that a wide receiver one is definitely because they just got Goff, And like we've said before, Sam um, kind of thinks that I don't want to speak for him, but Sam, tell me if you uh, this is correct. You think that they kind of like Goff, and I they think they're gonna. That's kind of why they did that deal, and they're gonna try to move forward with Goff. Um, so in order to make him succeed, you obviously need to get a wide receiver for him. They have Hawkinson, and Hawkinson's a great target, one of the best young tight ends in the league, if not the best. Um, but they kind of do need that wide receiver. So if it's like Juju um maybe Curtis Samuel something like that uh I think Juju could be solid for them although he's had troubles succeeding as that wide receiver one but wide receiver and cornerback are really their big uh, needs for me they do their defense as a whole could definitely use a lot of work but wide receiver and cornerback I think should be like their top priorities coming into free agency
1: well, I hate to break it to you guys, but the entire NFC North is negative in cap space right now. Oh, um, so we're probably not going to see a lot of free agency come out of this division. Um, the lines are currently 9 million over. Uh, they just released Desmond Trufant today. So that weakens their cornerback position even more, even though Jeff Okuda wasn't good in his rookie year.
0: Oh, it was terrible. And,
1: yeah, he was bad. <laughs> and uh, that entire defense just is not talented at all. It, it, it's just missing a lot of pieces. And you know, the whole roster is just everyone every year. I see people hyping up the lions and they're like, they're definitely gonna be a playoff team this year. Wild card for sure. And then it never happens because they fall in their face because they shoot themselves in the foot all the time. And that's exactly what happened. And I'm glad they're finally committing to the rebuild, like the full on rebuild and they're selling players off for big assets like Stafford. And, uh, now they have Jared Goff and Sully, you did speak correctly for me. And I explained this more in a video releasing tomorrow night. Oh, big time. I would be be tonight. Technically listening to this on Friday. Um, where someone gives the take that the lions are going to trade up for a quarterback. And I say, no, I don't think they are. I think they're going to pull a bills with Brandon bean and, you know, take their time, trade down, get a shit ton of assets over the next year or two. And then when the time comes for them, that they feel their rosters in a good enough spot for a quarterback to come in and succeed, you have the assets to move up and get them because your team is going to suck more than it did this year, next year. I think we all can agree that the Lions are going to suck next year Um, due to the weapons being gone, to Matt Stafford going to Jared Goff, all that kind of stuff. So the Lions, they're negative in cap space, so they still have to get under the cap. And so they're not going to be able to really do anything um, with signing anyone outside of this building the free agents I think they should be targeting are Romeo Aquara who had a secret, uh sneaky 10 sack season last year. So he's actually pretty good. Um, so I think they should prioritize bringing him back. Cause he's only 26 and his brother's on the team. And uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, Matt Prater, maybe uh, if you want to keep <laughs> your kickers good, cause you could trade Matt Prater, and get a good return for him. But, uh, They might uh, franchise tag uh, Kenny Galladay and trade him, which I think is the move because obviously you want to get as much assets as you can, but uh, that's kind of where the lines stand right now. I agree with you that uh, I do think that they actually like Goff though, because Brad Holmes was one of the components in drafting Jared Goff in 2016. So I think they view him as a reclamation project and they're going to give him a year on a team where a team has now told him that he is not their guy. And if you kind of look at the landscape of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, all of them at some point have been told that they are not the guy. If you think about it, Patrick Mahomes, he wasn't the starter. Aaron Rodgers wasn't the starter. Uh, Tom Brady, you know, uh, Lamar. uh, I don't know. I'm thinking off the top of my head josh allen so uh, am i
0: hearing a jared goff top 10 quarterback or top five no, i'm not saying i'm not saying that might I'm happen saying, <laughs> i'm just saying
1: he's been handed everything his entire career thus far i mean first overall pick had sean mcveigh literally run the entire thing for him he had him read the defense every single time you know you're gonna see what he does now without any of that help
2: so uh yeah. What about uh if they're sitting at number seven and they got Jamar Chase on the board, do you think they're traded back? No, I think they would take Chase.
1: Like I, I would if I were in the Lions position, I'd take best player available. But if someone is giving you a damn good offer to move back, I'd do it.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. I
1: don't know if you guys agree with that. But I mean, if Jamar Chase is there, I mean he's a top five player for me, so I would take him. But um yeah. I don't know how you
2: guys feel.
0: Um I also want to mention they did get Tyrell Williams. Uh what was it? Like a 1-year $6 million deal. $6 million. Yeah, wait, Which, I
2: don't understand how did they sign him already? You because can, he was um, released. Yeah, so if a player is released,
1: oh. you can sign them bef- because they're technically free agents now before because when the off season goes into effect, players that are set to be free agents are officially free agents at that point. Gotcha. Released, you're automatically a free agent. And you can sign a player with negative cap. You just have to get under the cap before the new league year starts when free agency opens. So they just have to get under now. Uh, but six million for Tyrell is a uh, it's a great deal.
0: Like you yeah, just, sure. <laughs> I just like for me, I've always I've always kind of been like not a fan of him. But obviously, injuries is kind of like the focal point what people talk about when they think of this player one healthy though i mean he can be productive yeah he's a solid solid receiver
1: he's just going back to anthony lynn because he played with him at la
0: yeah good for him good for him indeed all right congrats Tyrell. yeah or let's get him on the pod i yeah i want to congratulate him he's coming he's coming he's coming all right cool um and second place is the or third place in this division is the minnesota vikings uh minnesota a lot of people I kind of thought were like unnecessarily like high on this Vikings team heading into the year. I don't know if that was just me. Um, nothing really against them. And I think next year we will see them do get better and it would not be stupid to say they're a playoff team. Um, but like I said, a lot of people were in my opinion, kind of high on this Viking teams heading into the year. Uh, Sam, if you want to read off kind of the situation, I know you said that every team is under the cap, but if you want to go over the specifics, then yeah, you can do that.
1: Um, So the Vikings are $5 under the cap currently. Um, Also, though, I don't know if that's taking into account the contract they just signed Steven Weatherly to because he's technically – he was a free agent. Now he's back with Minnesota. So I don't know if that's taking into account that. But they're around five to seven million over the cap, so they have to get under that. Uh, they just released Kyle Rudolph, so he's a free agent, uh, but he won't be back obviously. But uh, Anthony Harris is a free agent who they franchise tagged last year. Uh, Dakota Dozier, uh, Jaleel Johnson, Afeti Odenigbo, who was their starting defensive end last year, uh, Mike Boone, Chad Beebe. I mean, they're not really losing much other than like Anthony Harris and Kyle Rudolph. And I don't think Anthony Harris will be back on this team. I don't think he will. He had a pretty underwhelming year.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I will say, uh, just kind of off the top of my head, what positions are they're needing? Uh, I think it was like, I don't know. It was one of those like SB nation articles or fan cited articles. Um, I was looking at needs before the podcast, and it was like they were like, it was. I completely disagreed with it. Uh They didn't even say offensive line. Uh Ooh. Yeah, and they said wide receiver, which made kind of no sense. I understand if you're, you're Jay- sure you weren't
2: looking at the wrong team.
0: I'm sure Minnesota Vikings.
2: That's sure. They, yeah. they need a wide receiver. They I'm got not- like one of the best duos in the league. I know. They need depth though.
1: Their depth behind behind Thielen and jefferson is horrible it's like non-existent i mean Ola bc johnson's all right but that's about it um they need depth i guess but how high up the ranking was it
0: it was like second or third i think
1: oh god no (laughs)
0: well it only gave like three it was like three position needs that this team needs or whatever Um, but like I was saying, I think offensive line and defensive line, both sides and the trenches is kind of what they need to address in the draft, uh, and in free agency, their GM Rick's Rick Spielman. I don't think he's ever been like very good at drafting like offensive alignments in later rounds. So if obviously you see that, like we've talked about on many times on this podcast, this offensive line, especially in the first or this offensive line class in this draft is incredible. So at 14, if you can get like a Derosol or even a Cosme or a Slater, I think you definitely have to do that. Um, And if they have an opportunity to where maybe one of them is falling and you like one of them other than the others, maybe you be aggressive and you move up, but I don't think that would happen. But it's just one of the things that you may be considering.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see who we give them in our mock that we do later in this episode.
0: Yeah, exactly
2: i i think uh i mean the vikings once again i kind of just i mean they they had a horrible start to the year and then they were decent but the defense is pretty bad it was pretty bad uh two years ago or whatever you want to call it last year and then this year wasn't very good again um i don't know kirk cousins though had he had a pretty fucking good year i gotta kirk say cousins, um, he's, he's yeah. just
0: severely underrated he I is, think...
2: he's, I mean, if he's not really going to be able to, he isn't really be able to like win the big game. I guess that's kind of like his, the knack on him, but overall, statistically he has been solid. Yeah. yeah um, it's... you can't really yeah. knack him too much. I
1: agree. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you, Kurt. They just need help in the trenches on both sides desperately. And I don't mean to pat myself on the back or anything, but I'm gonna, um, I nailed the Vikings projection for 2020, and I said they were going to be around a 500 team. They were around a 500 team, and a lot of people had them winning the NFC North outright. You see, uh, like, people would know that if insane. they watched
0: your video on our YouTube, yep, we react yeah. the prediction. So you are not watching that. that I then...
1: nailed the NFC North. I nailed it. Got a nice nail play. I'm glad that I know I nailed it because I'm in the division. Yeah, yeah but uh yeah i mean they need help at you know also you know the anthony harris probably won't be back and uh harrison smith i think is coming up on a contract here so safety could be a sneaky need for them too um as well at you know just the offensive line i could see them as a sneaky trey lance team because i think trey lance you know being a minnesota kid and him fitting amazingly in that Kubiak system would be fun. Um, but yeah, and they also need edge. They need edge help bad. Uh, all they have is Daniel Hunter, and then no one after that. So even though they're getting Michael Pierce back and Daniel Hunter, they still need a ton of help on that front That front four. So that's what they should be focusing on. But uh, this Vikings team is a, definitely a bounce-back candidate. Would you guys agree for yes. next year?
0: I don't yeah. think I. I don't think they. Do you guys think they win the division? I'm gonna guess you're gonna say no, Sam. Well, obviously, no. I think yeah. no. but I wouldn't be surprised if that does happen.
1: I could see it. Yeah, but I'm I definitely picking them for second.
0: I, yeah, I'm pretty I am sure. Too.
1: Yeah. Um, I just need to see how each team's draft and free agency goes, obviously, because that's a big deal and all this shit. But mm-hmm. um, they're definitely a bounce back candidate. I, I think we can all agree on that. It's just they have very clear weaknesses and they had very clear problems like mm-hmm. they had they went into last year expecting their weak defensive line and a secondary full of first and second year players to go well on a Mike Zimmer defense where they asked their players to do a shit ton of different stuff and know it off the top of their head like that was never going to work and it didn't ain't going to cut it ain't going to cut it ain't going to cut <laughs> it you know who else ain't going to cut it the bears Exactly. <laughs>
2: Trubisky.
1: Uh, okay, so the Chicago Bears, they are $4 million over the cap currently, and uh, their current free agents are Allen Robinson. That's a big name we've brought up a ton of times. Mitch Trubisky. Uh, they cut Buster Screen. Cordell Patterson. Uh, Roy Robertson Harris, He's a pretty good defensive lineman. Uh, a shit ton of tight ends that don't crack the roster. Um, Tayshawn Gibson, who was their starting center, Jermaine Fidi was a guard for them. Uh, their kicker, Eddie Pinheiro. And uh, yeah, that's really about it. That's like noteworthy for them. But uh, yeah, they're still a little bit over the cap, but I'm sure they'll easily get under it. Um, they're trying to tag A Rob and trade him, apparently. Uh, there's a lot of, I mean, A Rob's liking tweets about A Rob is gone. He's
0: just looked in the whole other direction by now. I mean, A Rob's yeah. also
2: said he'd be willing to return.
0: Yeah, if they get it blows a my mind, they even
2: said that. Like if they acquired, or
1: Desha- uh, if they like acquire Deshaun or Russ, which is out of yep. this. realm. Uh, I mean, if
2: that's his, if that's what he's saying, then yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he's, and no, he's, he's, only he's got, been gone,
1: and he's only got what a week. They've got a week and a half to acquire a quarterback that's like that level of caliber for the amount of...
0: Yeah, they're not getting... They're getting like Marcus Mariota, probably. They're getting Russell Wilson because Russ wants to go to Chicago. Yep. Apparently. (laughs) I imagine. This Russ thing is... All right, right. so I want to bring this up because, obviously, since we're kind of talking about it, quarterback is the biggest concern, we'd say, for the Chicago Bears team. Uh, You look at the Bears and their ability to draft quarterbacks over the last however many years. Obviously... They drafted Rex Grossman, a.k.a. Sexy Rexy, uh, Jay Cutler, and then now Mitch Trubisky. So obviously they haven't had a lot of success in the ability to find the right guy for Chicago. If they're sitting at 20, do you guys think there's a chance that they will go quarterback? But it's almost at the point now in free agency where which free agent are you really going to get that's like, very capable of starting on her team on that team next season. There's a lot of uncertainty at that position group. Definitely. Um,
2: fact check here, Kurt. Jay Cutler was drafted by the Denver Broncos. Just throwing that out there. He was Sorry. traded for Kyle Orton. I actually remember that trade when it went down. It was kind of absurd. But anyway, I do agree. The Bears are obviously not very good my, at my finding their QBs. So They, I mean, they traded for Jay Cutler, so they basically drafted him. Kind of same thing. They're not very good at finding their QBs Um, in terms of if they're going to draft one, what they're going to do with their QB situation. I think they'd love to draft one. I think that, you know, getting one of those top guys, but being the pick that they are probably not going to get that top guy. So um, like maybe I'm like Mac Jones, maybe, but as we've seen his stocks kind of like rising, Um, probably not going to get a trade Lance. I don't know. Listen, Mr Trubisky returning back to this team, I don't think it's. Uh, I, th- I think it's a decent possibility. They give him a short deal, but it's worth not a
0: lot of money. And I agree, and then, but it's like Chicago. I would just think would be. I would hope would be smart enough to understand that like you're crazy. If you think it's going to work out with them.
2: No, I, 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 yeah, I agree. I hope they would just be over it. Like it's a, it's like a relationship where you're just constantly fighting. And at one point you got to just be like, this isn't going to work. Like we just gotta, we just gotta cut ties here.
1: Yeah. I have a live report mid podcast. If you guys like me to read it off.
0: Yeah. Rip it. How big?
1: So the bears have yet to inform Allen Robinson that he will get the franchise tag but Allen Robinson anticipates he will get the tag, although he would prefer that he hits free agency.
0: So he's gone. Mm. That's from Jeremy Fowler. He's looking on the other side of Chicago. The tag
2: is so stupid, man. I mean, like, I understand why it's a thing, but it's just like, it's it's like blue balls, dude. Like, I want to see Allen Robinson hit free agency. That'd be way more exciting than him getting a tag. I feel like
1: all the big name receivers like Galladay and Robinson in, in this division are gonna get tagged and traded. Yeah. That most. sucks. Um and like probably the biggest name receiver that the free agency is probably end up being like Chris Godwin.
2: I mean, it's still um, pretty
1: good, but I know. But I'm just saying, like Galladay and Robinson are clearly one and two mm. or one A, one B, whatever your preference is, and it's just a matter of like what happens there. Um but uh, I just want to throw this out there. I don't know why, but I just have a giant-ass hunch that Alex Smith will be the, will be a quarterback for the Bears next year.
0: I kind of see it.
1: That would be weird. Matt Nagy, his coach in Kansas City, mm-hmm. he had great success in Kansas City before getting traded to Washington and getting replaced by the GOAT, Mattrick Mahomes. And, um, you know, even though Smith isn't what he used to be, obviously, because of all these unfortunate circumstances that have happened to him, they might just get him to be a mentor. That's pretty much it. I mean, I I could just see him signing to literally just be a coach for a young quarterback with any team. I will
0: say this though. Alex Smith, from what I've seen and read, like still wholeheartedly believes he can start in the NFL. Like there's no doubt in my mind that Washington has offered him some sort of coaching or like front office role because of how much we value him. And ultimately you saw what happened. We released him. And I seriously think, like, he could be starting on Chicago.
1: Uh, that don't, be, I don't. mean, that'd be risky as
2: hell. Oh,
0: yeah, it would. But I, 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 he believes he can start. And it's just the question is, does a team believe in him?
2: I just, I don't know. Alex Smith, he doesn't really seem like a good mentor. I mean, what QB is Alex Smith mentored that has really turned into anything? You know what I mean? Exactly. You know, just, you know, just Colin Kaepernick, Patrick uh, Mahomes. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I I do agree. I feel like that's the role he should play. But as Kurt is saying, if he does think he can, you know, play, then it might be a conflict of interest there. And he's probably going to want a little more money to be the starter instead of a mentor. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But with that being said, I mean, the Bears, obviously the QB is their number one position that they need to address. But, Allen Robinson's probably going to be gone. They need a wide receiver. Um, they obviously need an offensive line, like almost every team in the NFL can add to their offensive line. And uh, I mean, the defense was great for the first half of last year and they kind of fell off a little bit. Um, so I'm not sure really what the problem was there, but probably like a interior defensive lineman for them. But other than that, I don't know. I'm They definitely need a D line. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know about that one, but I don't I know about definitely
1: added that defensive line. Yeah, Akeem Hicks needs to be added too, right? Yeah. I
2: mean, yeah, they have they have yeah, they I mean, have him and Matt. They
1: do a great job of they have Eddie Goldman coming back. He opted out last year. They don't need to add much to that D-line. I don't know. Relax, dude. You're you're overreacting a bit. Their defense is not the problem. And they hire. I mean, Chuck Pagano wasn't that great, but uh, I like who they hired. I forgot his name. Uh, He's a young guy. He's from the, like, Vic Fangio thing. Um, I forgot his name, but he's, I like that hire. And, um, you know, what do you guys think will ultimately happen for them? Do you think they're going to go with a free agent? Do you think they're going to go with a picking the draft like they're just going to go all in, try and get in the top 10, get a quarterback and no. just hope for the best and rent Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace save their jobs or they're going to I go think it's going Mariotta. to be Mariota's uh, is going to be their starting quarterback
2: next year
0: I think they go free agent but I don't think it's like a big time signing like it's someone like a Mariota or like a Darnold or like an Alex Smith Darnold, then,
2: that's a big one for you
0: yeah, my it's my guy <laughs> uh well i just yeah i'm not i don't know i mean it's it's weird over there in chicago and then i would expect them with the 20th pick to take some sort of offensive tackle or receiver yeah
1: to replace a rob uh you guys got anything else to say about chicago before we move on to uh
0: yes i will say best team um, in the nfl I will say, did you guys see the video where the guy wanted to take a picture with Jay Cutler, and he said you have to <laughs> chug the whole like container of beer before you get a picture with me, and he did it. No, no one saw I'd that. See it. I've, seen it it I've seen it recently. Oh, yeah, I haven't like seen a couple it. days ago. It's incredible. Really, it's the best video I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, Jay Cutler just doesn't give a shit about anything. <laughs> He's
0: hilarious. Have you heard his story about his ex-wife? <laughs> yeah, she she like
1: divorced him because he was too lazy, right? Oh no, how he. How he, um, uh, like, uh, like, how do I say, like, he, like, (laughs) undermined her or whatever?
2: Hmm, I don't think so.
1: Oh, what did he do exactly? I I remember it's
2: hilarious.
0: This is what the podcast has come to.
2: Well, the the (laughs) thing about, well, I saw the thing about him being lazy and, like, his wife was going to divorce him. I don't know if it ended up happening or whatever it was, but, like, listen, Jay Cutler, what is that guy? He played in the NFL for probably 12 years. He deserves to do whatever he wants after his career is done. He's got millions of dollars. He got hit in the head a couple dozen times. He can do whatever he wants.
1: I agree. All right. That's yeah, my official message. He, he, blocked, he blocked his wife from like his his money or something. And oh, nice play. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly how he did it. Because like she said that she had some like BS claims about him, and they're like, they're like lawsuit or something. I don't really know. No, so I'm Team gonna... J. Team J. Team J.
2: He's, J. He he uh, loves Barstool. He always uh, talks to Barstool. So. Exactly.
1: I also love Jay Cutler. He did yeah. great for us.
2: I <laughs> I have a story about Jay Cutler in fantasy. One night, I had uh, I was up by probably like. F- 15 or 16 points going into Monday night. And I had the Vikings defense this year and the Vikings defense was the number one defense. And in my fantasy league, you got two points per sack, which is ridiculous. Cause if you got like six sacks, like you just score like 20 points. So they were the number one defense. I was up by 16 something points. And the person I was playing against had Jay Cutler, Jay Cutler was questionable for the game. So he was semi-injured. He played, he threw six touchdowns <laughs> and I lost
0: <laughs> that's i was like
2: what is going on <laughs> jay Cutler has never thrown six touchdowns in his life in a matter of like three weeks span like i mean I, i'm that's obviously an exaggeration jay color wasn't horrible but like he had his moments but that was absurd so that's why i'm i should be against team jay but that took balls man so okay I, I i applaud that you gotta man. respect
0: good competition
2: yeah that was just oof, he lit it up out there
0: exactly all right next up green bay packers the best team ever, according to Sam. Yes, sir. Uh, except when they play in NFC championship games. Uh, uh, yeah,
1: also, yes, sir. You're right.
0: Uh, no, but in all honesty, Packers had a brilliant year. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was the MVP. Uh, basically, I think Sam's going to talk about this for the most part, as he is the fan of the Packers here. I'll keep this short. Uh, pretty much, I would say, you know, there's not much need to upgrade on this team because obviously when you have a team that goes to the NFC championship, there's a lot that goes well for this team, but obviously there are some things that this team needs to address. And Sam, I bet you're going to get into that. So if you want to take the floor, you can. Unless Sol, you have anything to say.
2: QB, wide receiver one, really their biggest needs. Other than that, I think they're doing good.
0: All right. I agree.
1: <laughs> Sam, All right. Take it away. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll, do this i guess um so we're green bay is currently around 12 million over the cap um, they can pretty easily get under it if they cut press and smith and or if they just simply restructure aaron Rodgers' contract they can get under it um but that would also that's also the main like topic of this offseason is how much of aaron Rodgers' contract will they re re uh, reconstruct because if they reconstruct all of it that's gonna guarantee him to be here for a lot longer than if they did. So I mean
2: he should be here for he oh, should be in for three more years at least. I so
1: I know, I know. But if they restructured the whole thing that tells you they want Rogers here longer than just one or two years. If they restructured just like five million of it, six million, that kind of gives you a look inside their headspace. Um, but they might just have to do it. Like just in general, they're going to have to restructure some amount of it. It's just gonna—it's going to be really telling how they're feeling about the quarterback situation. Even though they could just stick with Rodgers and be fine, but it's well, not like a they do have
0: level. the <laughs> greatest quarterback ever as the backup. Jordan they do. Love. Yep. So you have that. No, Tim Boyle.
1: You. Tim Boyle is the best of all time backup. So, so you, he have was was yeah. he was you have two. You have the best third year. string quarterback. World Love ever. was inactive in the entire year. Um, but yes. Uh, that's going to be a huge talk topic of conversation, but we don't even know if Preston Smith's going to get cut because our GM the other day said that he's expecting Preston to be back, even though you can make 8 million by cutting him. Don't know why they wouldn't even though Rashawn's outplaying him, but whatever. All right. But green Bay's free agents, we got Corey Lindsley. who was a first team all pro this year at center. There's it's been reported that he's pretty much gone at this point. Um, Aaron Jones, pro bowl running back. There's some talks of him getting the franchise tag maybe because the franchise tag for the running back is pretty cheap this year. It's like 8 million. So that could happen. God, I hope not, but um, let him walk, let him get his payday. I love Aaron Jones as much as anybody. Cause he's the most likable human being of all time. And the easiest player to root for ever go get your money. I just don't want to pay a running back. That's that we have AJ Dillon. He's ready to play. And then there's Kevin King who can walk with these Jamal Williams. And then Robert Tunyon is also a free agent. Um, You know, he had 11 touchdowns this year tied for tight end lead. He's a very schemed tight end. Like all of his touchdowns are schemed. I I don't really see him as like a, like a needle moving player. Uh, He's a big regression candidate. And I mean, you can tender him with like a second round tender. And if a team wants to pay him and they give you a second round pick, you take that any day of the week, you take the second round pick, you draft Brevin Jordan or Tommy Tremble, and you're getting a better player. That's my thought. Uh, But uh, otherwise there's really no one else of note that are free agents, but uh, they've still got to get under the cap. They've already cut Christian Kirksey and Rick Wagner, who were kind of contributors for them. I mean, Rick Wagner started for them when, um, David Bakhtiari tore his ACL late in the year and he was good until the Bucs game, but otherwise, yeah, this team just needs to get under the cap. They were in on JJ watt. They didn't get him, And our GM kind of makes it sound like that he's prepared to make a move in free agency if he needs to, but uh, I don't think anything will happen. If I'm being completely honest and uh, they just need to focus on number two corner, because that's a huge need. You have Jair Alexander get someone else across from him because if they threw it, they just, everyone just avoids him. And then they need wide receiver too. I don't think it's as much of a need as everyone else makes it out to be. And then tackle and defensive line and edge is also sneaky. Um, But otherwise those are their big needs. And also green Bay is, has really good top end talent. Like they have really damn good players. At some positions, but they need depth. So, just rounding out the roster, getting deeper is a big reason why they lost to the Bucs because the Bucs were so deep. They just need to be a deeper team. So, what do you guys think Green Bay should do this offseason? Sorry, I just kind of rambled for a bit.
0: No, there's not really. No, yeah, you're good. There's not really much else I have to add on. I think you kind of covered it for the most part. Um, The biggest thing that I think most people are going to say is the wide receiver, too. And that's kind of been like this. Thing that a lot of people have been talking about for a while now. I know you said it wasn't as big a deal as some people want to make it out to be, and I agree in that instance, but obviously we've seen it that yeah. What?
2: You got Devin Funches. Oh, he's getting cut. Our OC essentially <laughs> he said didn't even he's getting play cut. A snap. <laughs> well, he
1: got opted, he opted out, that's why. I so, know. and this then they'll save like two million by cutting him. So they're probably gonna do it because nope. our receiver positions were fine without him.
0: Yeah. Uh, but obviously that's been a huge, you know, position need for some while now, obviously you have the best receiver in the league, but other than that, obviously it gets worse. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> trying to just, dis- I'm not trying to disrespect you. I'm just uh, saying, and then I don't know. I mean, that's kind of it for the most part, obviously defensively, there's some pieces that you obviously want to upgrade. And we saw that defensively obviously has, doesn't match anywhere near to what the offensive talent is for this Green Bay team. But like I said, before you kind of went on that um, before, what you said, Green Bay, when you go to the NFC championship game, there's not a whole lot you can really do per se when you're in that position. Obviously the number one goal should be just getting under the cap and then kind of just seeing where that goes from there.
1: Yeah. Can I interject really quick about that receiver thing? Um, The reason why I view receiver as a need And I I still view it as a need, like in the current situation, but it's more of a future need than anything because no Packers wide receiver is under contract past 2021. So that's why they need a receiver. That's kind of, that's, that's the reason. And uh, I mean, they still need receiver regardless, but like the number two, they've got good number threes, but they need a number two. So, um, yeah, but they they just need to get deeper, and um, I'd love to bring Lindsley back, but they also they already have Elton Jenkins, who can just slide right over to center and still be a Pro Bowl player, and they'd be fine. It's just a matter of getting under the cap, drafting right, maybe getting some vets cheap in this market, with this free agent market. But uh, I don't expect them to do much, even though they say and everyone hopes that they will. yeah so, you takes. <laughs> um, I mean, you're, a, you're a closeted packers fan you say that
2: yourself <laughs> i do i do i do admit to that um yeah i mean i just i tend to agree with you obviously i kind of have like the same sentiments that you have except you do like nine times the research so i i, I could listen to you you could be my gm sam uh how I do i feel about that. richard sherman does he want too much money
1: um, I'd be cool with Richard Sherman. I think he'd be great as a number two and then use draft a slot option. Um, I mean him and Jair would be ridiculous.
2: I don't know how much money he wants though.
1: Yeah, I don't either. I think he's going to go to Cleveland if I'm being honest with you. woohoo! Um, Cleveland United. train baby. Well, cause we'll get to Cleveland. Uh, I'll bring Richard Sherman for Cleveland later, but, uh, they have Joe Woods. He's he worked with him in uh, in San Francisco. And uh, I, that's kind of how I'm feeling with Richard Sherman right now. I'm just kind of assuming he's going to go to Cleveland. Um, but I would love him. I think he'd be great for us. But uh, I think if they're going to spend on a veteran, it's going to be like, I think the max veteran they would get is like Will Fuller because they were so trade interested in him. Oh, in- I would love that. But if they don't get Will Fuller, I think it's just gonna drop down and then like the highest guy they would go for then next is like dalvin tomlinson who they also targeted
2: in uh at the trade oh yeah he's one of the best players ever so well he'd be great
1: he'd be perfect (laughs) next to kenny clark so
2: oh yeah i know
1: but uh yeah that's my thoughts on the packers i could go on for hours about my takes on the packers and what they need to do what about jarell casey I would love Jarrell Casey.
0: Oh, I have a, uh, I was at the NFL Draft, and uh, yeah, I have a uh, signed picture by him. So I'm a fan. That's dope. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> okay. So he's going to go to Washington. <laughs> yeah, basically. You got to send him the picture of your signed picture. I, I sh- no, I should DM him. Be like, here's the picture of you signing it. Come on the Highlighted Podcast. There's you no- have a good
2: track record mm-hmm. of uh, people responding to your DMs. Exa-
0: what is it, like three to like 350? Uh, it's <laughs> pretty Kurt, good. Kurt. Do you have a picture with him? Like no, you no, with no. him? I he just I went up to him and was like, Hey Drell, my man. He's probably
1: like a foot taller than you in the-
0: <laughs> like No, was- I'm actually taller than him. I'm actually stronger <laughs> than him too. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's oh, move man. on. Let's move on to the uh, AFC North. Uh Cincinnati Bengals. See. Uh, they have the greatest quarterback of all time. So they are second, the ten, second greatest. Top ten
2: second greatest Justin Herbert's number one. Yeah.
0: My bad. My bad. Wait, what? Jordan loves the GOAT, though. So you gotta uh, go. Tim
1: Boyle is the GOAT guy. So many rookie quarterbacks we
0: love. All right. But regardless, in all seriousness, um, I think we can all agree the biggest concern for this team is offensive line. We saw that last year, and that ultimately led to Joe Burrow getting injured. Um, The O line, it's been a problem for Cincinnati for so many years now, and it just needs to be addressed. And I think the team understands that it needs to be addressed. Um, So that's why with the number five overall pick, it's it's one of those situations where like, I know everyone says like, take the best player available, but like literally I don't even care. Just any offensive tackle, please just take them. And it's one of those things where it's like, there's so, so many good offensive tackles in this draft that like, you're pretty much going to get a great offensive tackle regardless with the number five spot. So In my opinion, that's what you have to do for Cincinnati. Edge is also a concern. Carl Lawson is a free agent, and obviously we don't know what's going to happen with him. They have a huge decision to make about him. Um, Edge is a concern. And then a lot of people are also saying that cornerback is a concern. Some people are mocking like Sertain to the Bengals at five, even though I just addressed that I think that they should go O-line regardless at number five. Um, so I can understand if cornerbacks is a decision to make in the later rounds, but with the fifth overall pick, it makes no sense. Um, I have no, I literally have no idea what their cap situation is. Sam, if you want to read that off.
1: Yeah, they have, uh, the seventh most cap. So currently. they got some money.
0: Got they some money have 38 million. So yeah, it's one of those things where the three position groups that I just listed off, you would expect them to make a splash of free agency for one of them they were, they're kind of heading in this rebuilding direction. Obviously we, they have that franchise quarterback and Joe Burrow, just the only thing now is supporting him, which is much talent as possible. We saw that in 2019 with the pick of T Higgins in the second round from that moment on, we kind of saw that the Bengals were kind of wanting to do anything possible to surround Burrow with a lot of talent. And we hope that that continues on for years to come because what I saw from him in a half season was remarkable. And like so many people, I know like we had this discussion and this argument and we were like actually debating at what was it week eight or nine when he got injured. I don't know the exact week off the top of my head, but before that, it was a pretty close, you know, rookie of the year decision. Obviously we saw uh, Justin Jefferson really flourish in the second half of the year, especially, and he kind of thrived into being in that conversation, but Burrow vs. Herbert was a real conversation. And if we're praising Herbert right now obviously has to go both ways and show how great Joe Burrow was.
2: Yeah. All right, no, moving I mean,
0: on.
2: No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I 100% agree. Joe Burrow was great. And obviously he was running for his life out there. Um, and like Kurt always says, always go back to this. You got to build around the QB. Obviously, that's I mean, that's just how it works. But Kurt always says don't draft the QB until you kind of have that framework around them. But obviously, you don't pass up on Joe Burrow when you get that first overall pick. They took Burrow. Burrow was great. We know he can be a great QB in the NFL. Um, He showed a ton, a ton of promise. But that offensive line definitely needs to be addressed. They're obviously going to be losing A.J. Green. But let's be real. A.J. Green really hasn't done anything in a couple of years in his career. He's always been hurt. And even when he's on the field, he's really not very effective. Um, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd were easily, you know, better targets for Joe Burrow, but I don't think it's out of the possibility that they either sign, you know, a third option or, um, you know, draft a guy in a later round. But I think offensive line is definitely where they should be prioritizing. I'm looking at their free agents and. um, I I don't really see any like huge names that they're going to be losing cornerback. They definitely need to address. They're losing two cornerbacks. And uh, other than that, I mean, he's good. Who? Will Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the cornerbacks, they definitely need to address. And, uh, I mean, their defense as a whole, they definitely need to work on. And the Bengals are kind of – I mean, they're in last place for a reason. They got a lot of holes, but they have a promising offense. And, I mean, they're in a decent position to – I wouldn't say, like, do good next year, but with a a healthy burrow and an upgraded offensive line, I think it's a team that could – you know. Definitely do way better the last year. Probably like six, seven wins. Yeah,
1: um, I've made my thoughts very clear on this podcast how I feel about Joe Burrow. I love him. I cannot believe <laughs> ASC gave him a B plus. Like what? And they're like he was injured. What? Yeah, that's his fault that the offensive line couldn't block him. Yeah, get out of here. Um, but yeah, they're losing William Jackson and Carl Lawson. That's really the noteworthy names. Um, and you know you can bring them back and still have money to spend. I think they'll be in on offensive linemen, veteran guys like Joe Tooney, David Andrews, whoever it may be. Uh, they will be in on them, and they need to be in on them. But uh, at number five overall, I'm looking Penae Sewell, Rashawn Slater. Even though I wouldn't love them at five, um, Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts. That's where I'm looking for them. And uh, anything other than that, I trade down because you have leverage because so many teams are trying to move up for a quarterback. That's how I'm feeling about the Bengals. I feel like you guys have heard my voice enough from the Packers, so I'm done.
2: Pitts would be pretty dope for them. He'd
0: It'd be, be great.
1: He'd be great for them.
0: They Yeah, like I said, they have all the uh, leverage in the world to hopefully do something special with the fifth pick or trade it. All right, let's so move on with the Cleveland Browns now. Uh, I could talk about the Browns all day long. Uh, They're winning the division next year, by the way, uh, but this <laughs> Browns, laughing? are you serious what? about that? Or are you like, I've never been more serious in my life, Sam. I'm, a- no, I'm not, not really a- laughing
2: at the take. I think it's possible. I just think I it's funny think it's how possible. much you love it's the Browns. Possible. Yeah. You it's, are
1: it's, very it's... in love
0: with them. <laughs> well, all right. So maybe it's because I predicted them right last year and I just want to ride the train. But you got whatever. that
2: Instagram video saved on your phone, don't I, literally. You?
0: If anyone insults you, me about the Browns, other day. I, I pull it up. I'm like, What are you saying? I, yeah, I damn, couldn't hear you. I'm proud of that video, <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, regardless, of this Browns. Um, biggest thing for them, Sam, you can read off the whole cap thing when I'm done talking. Uh, but the biggest thing with the Browns is really a lot of positions on the defensive side of the ball offensively we saw this team do very good last year especially in the back end of the season we really saw them come and be a really good offense and it's kind of weird because that was all without odo beckham and obviously the conversation starts and the statistics show that this offense is better without odo beckham but with a player that is talented like him is it a good decision to kind of move on from him so that's a decision they have to make but ultimately i kind of think he's going to be a brown um But the defense, we really especially saw that when they played Baltimore, I think it was in week 15. That defense just ultimately let that team up. Offensively, they were doing so much that game. And defensively, we saw this team time and time again let this team down. We even saw it against Pittsburgh in the first round of the uh, um, playoffs. I mean, that game was far and away over. And then, you know, maybe we can credit Pittsburgh's offense per se, but a lot of things, I kind of think it's more of so cleveland's defense really let them down and they let them get back into that game so the defense whether that be defensive end getting someone alongside some miles garrett getting a cornerback there's a lot that this team can do on the defensive side of the ball and i'm hoping that they do address that because like i just said this browns team i think if they do address those needs or some of the needs on the defensive side of the ball and they get better there they're my favorites to win the uh, afc north next year i really like this team And i think Stefanski's only heading him heading them into the right direction.
2: Yeah. You're talking about their defense and that was probably where they kind of their downfall was. And I agree. And, uh, I mean, they could definitely use another rusher, uh, next to miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is an unbelievable player. One of the best edge rushers in the league. Uh, but I think it's more so the, you know, the secondary besides Stenzel Ward, who was very, very good. Um, it's kind of just him on an Island and there's really no one else. Everyone else is kind of just there. Um, and, and there are definitely a lot of liabilities back there. So if it's a guy like Richard Sherman, which Sam is probably going to bring up, or if it's a guy, another vet, like Patrick Peterson, that could help them. Cause this team is definitely, like you said, you, you're picking them to win the division. So they're kind of like right around that hump area. If they can get over that, if they sign another, you know, vet like a Patrick Peterson that could, kind of bring them over the edge, or they could go younger. They could go a guy like uh, Shaquille Griffin or something like that, another cornerback that's going to be a agent around the league or go through the draft. Uh, But I feel like this team is more so like a vet, like the Richard Sherman or the Patrick Peterson, that already kind of you know what you're getting from them, and they just want to add that like solid player that can work with Ward because Ward's going to be the number one cornerback on this team no matter really who you get. He's very, very good. So uh, I I think it's really like the secondary is kind of their main issue.
1: Yes, uh, I mean they had like Anderson Anderson Dejo, who was like the worst starting safety in the NFL last year. He mm-hmm. was horrible. Um, but the Browns, like Kurt requested, uh, they have twenty million in cap space, so they have money to spend. They were very much in on JJ
2: Watt, uh, but they not I'm get so him
0: upset there. about that. Oh my god! Can you imagine Garrett and Watt became over just yeah, being sick for
2: like three or four games and then <laughs> well, Wow, play again.
1: Uh, but yeah, they. <laughs> free agents wise, I mean, Larry Joby and Rashard Higgins are like the only ones of note um, or Olivier Vernon, if they want Olivier Vernon back, but I feel like you can draft someone in the first or second round that can match Olivier Vernon very easily. Um, so I would just do that if I was Cleveland. And like you said, I mean, the defense is the thing they need to fix most. I mean, their offense was great last year and don't forget, they were just, like, you could argue one play away from beating the Chiefs in the divisional round. Yeah. Um, if he didn't fumble the ball out of the end zone, they could win that game.
0: And it's uh, like, there's no doubt in my mind, when it was, what, the fourth and one Kansas City's going for, I was like, they're getting this. It's so obvious they're getting this against this Cleveland defense and yeah. ultimately happened.
1: Yeah, it's Andy Reid against whatever defense. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, it was a ballsy play call (laughs) it was um yeah Richard Sherman I'll bring that up again I think he'd be great for them I feel like he's the piece they could use for a guy like Denzel Ward and I brought it up before he's uh, got familiarity with Joe Woods uh, with his time in San Francisco and I know on his podcast with Chris Collinsworth he's kind of talked about He kind of brought it up to Gruden that he'd be okay with playing for John Gruden. No, you don't want to play for that Raiders defense for obvious reasons. You have a better chance in Cleveland because I think actually, I agree with Kurt. I think the Browns are currently positioned to be the best team in the division next year if they nail their picks right and their free agency because they have money to spend. Um, And the Ravens have similar money to spend, uh, but they have a lot more of pressing... Players leaving. Like, I guess we can just transition to the Ravens now. What a transition.
0: Uh, that was 10 out of 10. That
1: was perfect. <laughs> but the Ravens, they have similar money. They got 18 million cap. And they have Yannick Ngakwe and Matthew Judon both set to be free agents this offseason. They traded for Judon or for uh, Ngakwe from the Vikings midseason. And uh, I can't really think of, uh, I mean, Willie Sneed, Derek Wolf, um, Gus Edwards is a free agent he's restricted. I mean, Tyus Bowser. I mean, their entire edge group is free agents. They're all free agents. So unless they're going to bring one of them back or none of them back, they're going to have no one there. And, um, they're gonna to have to figure that out, and Cleveland doesn't have to do that. Like they just are losing players that are replaceable. Um, the Ravens have to replace some very key guys, and with all the problems they had with their passing game last year and their offensive line, I don't. I'm curious to see where the Ravens focus this this year. Um, is they could go for like a Corey Lindsley, which would be great for them. Um, they could go for a Kenny Galladay or Alan Robinson, and there's a report that they're not going to go for one of them. And I'm, I completely understand that if they didn't, because I know a lot of people are begging them to, but there's a lot more problems with that Ravens offense than just Lamar's weapons. It's a lot more of an issue. When you're the 32nd ranked passing offense, you have more issues than just weapons. Um, so Ravens need to fix a lot more than just, or they need to figure out a lot more than just the Browns. That's kind of why I feel good about the Browns. Um, yeah. What do you guys think the Ravens should focus on?
2: Uh, Three things. Pass rusher, offensive line, wide receiver. Um, I feel like those, that's really the only holes on this team, but they are pretty big holes wide receiver. They pretty much have no one. Uh. It's it's Mark Andrews, their tight end, and that's – pretty. I mean, Hollywood Brown is, like, okay, I guess. Not very good. They don't really have anyone else. Pass rusher, like you said, Ngankwe and, and uh, Judon are set to become free agents. I really don't think, like – the problem with them is – I mean, they're both very good, and they're going to command, like, a lot of money. But I think like they're going to get more money than they actually – at least their production last year, they're going to get more money than they had production last year. So I don't know if they're going to be, if the Ravens are going to want to re-sign them. They also have to spend a lot of money on their offensive line, in my opinion. So uh, it's like you said, they only have 18 million. It's going to be tough to find, you know, cause they kind of need a premium player at all three of those positions. And it's going to be hard to get that premium player at all three of those positions. Cool. If I had to structure it, I would say offensive line is probably the most important and then they have hard.
1: premium players at the offensive line. Well, they
2: do. They do. Yes. But uh,
1: Ronnie Stanley got injured and now Orlando Brown is going to, get, to get, traded. get traded. Yeah. So they have to fix that as well. Mm-hmm. That's also of
2: note. Yeah. So, I mean, if I had to like, I don't know, maybe pass rusher is the most important for them because pass rusher, as we know, is probably the most is like debatably, the second most important position, maybe offensive line on a football team uh and with two of their best pass rushers leaving they kind of need to bring someone in so maybe they do re-sign judan or I, I really wouldn't sign yannick uh i wouldn't re-sign him i don't think he's going to be you'll worth get the comp, money that he's gonna yeah get. you'll get a comp pick you'll get a third round comp mm-hmm. pick for him and you'll be because yeah, he's going to get a lot of money and uh but that yeah the wide receivers are so bad they got to at least get a guy who can like be a staple wide receiver too, because I don't really think Lamar is like, he's not a guy I'd be like pressed to get a wide receiver one for just because he's not like, you know, he's not Drew Brees. He's not Tom Brady. Like he's, you know, you know what I mean? He is the highest rushing attempts per game in the NFL. Um, So I don't think he needs like an Allen Robinson, although it would help a ton. I don't know if it's going to be worth your money to pay for that, but I still think you need a guy that's like reliable, at least like a solid wide receiver too like probably even better than Hollywood Brown because Hollywood Brown is nor wide receiver one. And he's debatably even a wide receiver two at this point. So
0: the thing with the Ravens and wide receivers is they've always been a team. That's like not good at drafting wide receivers. So whatever pick they have, what is it? 24. I
1: don't know.
0: Okay. No, 27, Um, 27,
1: 27.
0: It's, you know, a lot of people are projecting them to draft a wide out, but I just don't see that happening. Um, but obviously you ran the case, Sam, do they go for like this, an elite wide receiver, like a Galladay or a Robinson where he, obviously that's helpful, but you have other needs that you kind of have to dress before that. So who knows what they'll do there at the wide receiver position. Maybe they'll settle for someone like a Corey Davis they can get, but the Ravens have a decision to make with that wide receiver position. And I don't think it's going to come through the draft.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Steelers. And uh, they just restructured Ben Roethlisberger today. So he's only going to be making like 14 mil this year. Uh, And that was a big topic of conversation because Art Rooney was like, I don't know if Ben's going to be the quarterback this year. I'm not making any promises because his contract's a big piece of shit. Why did we sign him to that? Uh, (laughs) But uh, they restructured it. They put some phony years on it so that he was making not a lot so he could help the team right now. Steelers are $3 million under the cap now. So they can now operate a bit to re-sign a lot of their free agents because the Steelers had a lot of free agents this offseason. And I remember like last draft, I was thinking, wow, they are drafting a lot to replace guys that are going to be gone because they took Alex Highsmith, who was probably going to be their, who is their in-house replacement for Bud Dupree. He's worked out. I don't think they're going to, I think they're going to keep them there. Uh, they took Chase Claypool, who is a prototypical slot receiver at Notre Dame, who's a freak. He could easily be an in-house replacement for Juju. They took McFarland, who could easily replace James Conner. And they have, all those guys are free agents. Also, Alejandro Villanueva, their starting tackle is a free agent, as well as uh, Maurice Pouncey, just retired. So they have some work to do and a lot of names to replace, but it seems a lot more possible to retain some of these guys now that Brandon Roethlisberger has restructured his deal. So uh, what are your guys' thoughts?
0: Um, I think offensive line is kind of where they have to address. Uh, We saw that many times last year, not just from a passing standpoint, but they ranked dead last and like run, whatever it is, whatever the stat is, I'm going blank in my head, run offense or something. Run blocking? I don't know, but obviously one, right? it, one? it was not good from that standpoint on the offensive line. So you kind of have to consider that. And obviously Sam, you just named two players who could potentially not be on that Steelers roster next year on the offensive line. So you kind of have to consider that a lot of people are considering with the first round pick that they do take a, a running back, whether that be Najee Harris, Travis Etienne. I don't know if that happens. And obviously we, as a all sports culture, we've kind of talked about how, drafting wide or running back too early I don't know if this would be a consideration for too early but obviously if there's other needs on this team that you kind of have to address before the running back even though that is a need who knows what happens there um, but I would kind of consider offensive line be the biggest concern for them heading into the year and especially when you're having a Ben Roethlisberger that is rising in age you're going to want to do all you can to protect him
2: yeah. I mean, we, we basically say every team offensive needs offensive line and it's not so much like, I mean, the Steelers definitely do have, you know, offensive linemen that they're going to have to replace, but even teams that, you know, don't really have anyone in particular to replace, they still need offensive line because it's the debatably second most important along with that rush in the NFL, you always, and it's constantly moving injuries. You always need to have depth, with the offensive line and whatnot. So the Steelers, they do also have a couple people leaving. So it's even more of a uh, importance for them to draft a, a lineman or get one at free agency. But yes, obviously the, all the, I feel like every single mock draft or a lot of them have the Steelers taking a running back just because James Conner is going to be leaving. And you know, a guy like Najee Harris could kind of like turn this offense around, revolutionize it a little bit, uh, you know, add another dynamic to it. Cause ever since Le'Veon Bell left, they've been lacking that a little bit. Um, I mean, obviously AB left as well. It's another huge threat for them, but um, you know, in terms of the offense, I feel like that's running a wide receiver. I think that they're fine. Like you said, uh, Claypool is going to be a fine replacement for Juju and you know, I think that they they have uh, Deontay Johnson, who is great. Besides the drops, he's got to figure that out. But other than that, he's a great talent. So I think that they're fine on the offense. I mean, I don't think Ben Roethlisberger's any anything special anymore. Um, I don't think that they're definitely not going to have a good year, or they're not going to have as good of a year as they had last year. Um, like we saw, they went eleven and zero, and then or what was it ten and zero, and then they lost five out of six or eleven
1: and zero, and then they lost. Uh four out of five
2: yeah like that yeah yeah yeah, they, yeah. so i think that's going to be they're going to see more of that second half performance than rather than the first half even though that defense is still going to be very good um but I, I think that they're definitely a regression team in my opinion
1: I agree. all right i will quickly run through our three-round mock draft for all these teams and uh let's get started so the cincinnati Bengals. we start with them Actually, no, I'm going to start with the Lions because we started the Lions today. At number seven, they took Jalen Waddell, receiver from Alabama. At 41, they took Davion Nixon, the defensive lineman from Iowa. At 72, they took James Hudson, the offensive lineman from Cincinnati. And at 88, they took Paulson Adebo, the corner from Stanford. At number 14, the Minnesota Vikings select Christian a tackle from Tech, at... Number 78, because they don't have a second-round pick because of the Yannick Ngakwe trade, they took Jimin Davis, the linebacker from Kentucky. I saw really good value in that. At number 90, they took Ali McNeil, the defensive lineman from NC State. Okay. At number 20, the Bears select Rashad Bateman, the receiver from Minnesota. At number 52, they took Creed Humphrey, the center from Oklahoma. I love that pick. And then at number 83, they took Robert Hainsey, the offensive lineman from Notre Dame. The Bears love them some Notre Dame linemen. I will say that uh, at 29, the Green Bay Packers, they select Greg Newsome, the corner from Northwestern to go alongside Jair Alexander at 62. They took Tylen Wallace, the receiver from Oklahoma State. And at 92, they took Tommy Tremble, the tight end from Notre Dame. Onto the AFC North, Cincinnati Bengals took Penny Sewell, the tackle from Oregon. Uh, 38, Landon Dickerson, the interior lineman from Bama. At 69, they take Diami Brown, the receiver from North Carolina. At number 26, the Cleveland Browns take Quiddy Pay, the edge from Michigan, with Miles Garrett. That's pretty great. At 59, they took Osa Odegazuwa, the defensive lineman from UCLA. At 89, they have Dylan Moses, the backer from Alabama. And then at 91, they take Trill Williams, the corner from Syracuse. Oh, my God, I'm losing breath. All right. At (laughs) 27, Baltimore takes Aziz Ajilari, the edge from Georgia, to replace Matt Judon or Yannick Ngakwe. At 58, they take Amari Rogers, the receiver from Clemson. And then at 104, they take Hunter Long, the tight end from Boston College. Last, but not least, or least, if you want to think of them that way, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. At number 24 overall, they take Jalen Mayfield, the offensive tackle from Michigan. At number 55, they take Trey Smith, the interior lineman from Tennessee. So we're trying to beef up that O-line. And then at 87, they take Michael Carter, the running back from UNC. How are you guys feeling? About them I'm up? feeling great. I
2: like that Ravens draft.
1: Do you know? I do an edge, a receiver, and a tight end.
0: Basically, Good. what I took from that is Sam should be a GM.
2: Yep. I'd hope. I would. <laughs> I would hate to. I hate to see him leave ASC, but if anyone were gonna take him, I would love for it to be an no, NFL I, team. I,
0: Sam told me he's gonna decline it to stay with ASC. Okay, that's yeah, what I, mean, I want.
1: I'm gonna be like the Lewis, uh, the, the Lewis like, Riddick, the Mike Mayock. Yeah. And then when I get to the NFL, I'm gonna shit the bed. Damn.
0: Oh, well.
2: If you are listening, <laughs> make sure you download Prize Picks Fantasy Daily Sports. Probably the easiest app out there. Free on the App Store. Use code All Sports. Pick a couple players. Do their over/under. Fantasy points. You hit it. Win five times your entry. Use code All Sports. You deposit a hundred dollars. You can be matched. That's going to be it for Highlighted, the All Sports Culture Podcast. And we will be back next week.